0: All right, ready? No. He One, hasn't moved two, back. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: <laughs> he said I no. Moving. I, I thought he was frozen for a second. Windows,
2: Kevin. I, thought, I thought he was frozen for a second. No. He said old. no.
1: <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear that.
2: You make me resize my windows to see that the number. You is. make me lean forward. I yeah. resize my <laughs> windows. Yeah. I'm working with limited <laughs> <equipment> <laughs> My bad, my here. bad.
0: All right. Limited vision, baby. That's right. <laughs> All right. My bad. All right, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And Randall Nolery. Hey folks. And we are back as always to talk about some video games. And yeah, <laughs> I guess we can just dig right into the action. Uh I uh still digging through, I guess, some of my uh Christmas gifts. Uh, I got a vertical mouse finally, and this is something that I've talked about on the podcast. Or I don't know if I've talked about it, maybe just when we've been like discussing before oh, recording on the it. podcast, but oh, I know yeah. I've talked with Randall about this. Oh, yes. <laughs> about like how that would work because I, I can't remember who initially suggested a vertical mouse to me just in terms of like, you know, I'm on the computer a lot, whether it's playing games or, uh, you know, just updating stuff on social media or doing stuff for pursuing pixels on the YouTube, whatever. I'm, I'm on the computer a lot. Yeah. So I am noticing and, and I've talked about some of my body, you know, ongoing chronic pain issues. Not a ton, but. Briefly on the podcast and, you know, I whatever is going on, I have some kind of hypersensitivity with my nerves. And like mm-hmm. I'm really noticing like my arm over time. I'm like, man, when I'm on the computer, my neck and my shoulder and my arm like just really start to hurt. And I started like once whoever, uh, you know, in the discord or wherever I had seen these vertical mouse, mice, mouse, mouses, whatever. Like when I saw them, I was like kind of faking you know, what it phantom miming, what it would feel like to use one. And I was like, man, this actually feels pretty comfortable. I can mm-hmm. sort of immediately feel the like alleviation of the tension in my shoulder, even just fake using one, you know? So I was like pretty convinced, like, okay, I definitely want to get one of these. So I did a little bit of research and like, no huge surprise. Everybody seemed to recommend the Logitech vertical yes, mouse sir. just in general. And specifically, like if you have a remotely big hand, get the Logitech <laughs> MX Vertical. I yes, sir. The name of the mouse. So that's what I asked for for Christmas. Is actually pretty much the only thing other than a couple of games that I asked for. And so I got the mouse. Opened it up, started using it, and I was like, immediately, it feels kind of awkward if you're, you know, if you're not used to using it. Even if, you know, even with my fake Phantom practicing beforehand. I was like, <laughs> Nope, that's this feels totally different than I imagined it. But. One of the things that I was super bummed about, because the mouse that I have currently is like a just cheapo, like $12 mouse. Uh, But when I click it, it's like whisper quiet, I think is what they call it. It's like really makes pretty much no noise when I click it. But this new Logitech mouse is like real clicky and annoying to me. Like I I actually kind of like when I'm clicking it, it's satisfying. Like I like that feedback of it. Yeah. But when I'm streaming and stuff like that, if I'm playing like a game that uses mouse controls like. I know when I'm watching other people and I can hear or when I'm like recording or like editing our videos or just trimming them, I can hear the controller. I'm like, "Ah, I sat too close to the mic on that one. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just like, I don't want to hear that mouse clicking all the time. So, And I was like, it did. It did feel like a good size. Like in my hand, I was like, everybody's right about if you have a big hand, I don't have a massive hand, but on the larger side, I mean, I'm a six foot tall Mm -hmm. guy, so I have a decent size hand. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I, was, I read, for whatever reason, the downgraded version of that mouse, which is just called the Logitech Lift. Yeah. It's a little bit smaller. Yep. But it does have whisper quiet clicks. So in my head, I'm like, uh. why does the better version not have the, I don't know, in my head, it seems like that's an upgrade to have the quiet clicking. But I guess pe- people like one or the other. You know, you like you might like the mechanical keyboard and have the clicking keys and whatever. You might like the silent keyboard. So... I guess it is sort of a preference thing. So, anyways, I ended up getting returning the MX Vertical and getting the Logitech Lift, but it definitely is a little bit on the small side. So (laughs) I'm sitting here. I like I like how it feels overall in terms of like the feel in my hand, and it it mostly feels like if I'm holding it just in my hand in the air, it fits in my hand okay. But then when I'm holding it on the table, because I don't like when you're holding a mouse, a regular mouse, you can kind of just put your pinky or extra fingers off to the side but with a vertical mouse your pinky kind of is like at the bottom of the table yeah, or the your desk or whatever yeah yeah like that's kind of like gliding along the table and you can kind of move it off to the side a little but i found like because this mouse was just a little bit smaller i was like i'm still kind of holding my hand in like a crampy finger way so i'm i'm kind of torn now i'm like i kind of like the feel of the, you know, the size and feel of the MX vertical. But I know when I'm doing streaming and stuff, and in particular, again, if I'm playing like a game that uses mouse controls, which I don't do a ton of, to be fair, but, uh, one of the games I'm going to talk about shortly. And it's actually the game that I just, I'll just talk about it right now is t- testing out the mouse. I was bouncing around between a few different games, but the one that I actually got kind of sucked into, um, was the Turgenev study, which, uh, from no surprise is from punk cake, Delicio. I'm like just the biggest fan of their stuff. Oh yeah. And they actually initially released this game, uh, for the previous Ludum Dare game jam, so they won the previous Ludum Dare game jam before that with Shotgun King. Then the previous, they I think they do Ludum Dare uh, twice a year, so they released the Terzhenev study. But then they, you know, with their kind of game a month Patreon subscription, they kind of fleshed out that game and turned it into a more full fledged kind of roguelike situation. And yeah, I talked about it briefly on a Save It for the Cast. But I've really kind of dug into this one and I kept every run I would. It's sort of like a roguelike arcade game. And I kind of every run I was like, play with the vertical mouse, switch to the regular mouse, vertical. And I just kept switching back and forth. And I did find that in terms of like gameplay, I definitely don't like using the vertical mouse. And to be fair, this is the first time I'm trying it. So I didn't really get used to it. But I just found that, like, I really can't move as quickly. Like the way I hold the mouse when I'm playing a game, I kind of like pinch it between my thumb and uh pinky finger or or ring finger sort of and i kind of just shift my fingers around and have the sensitivity turned up really high Mm -hmm. whereas like with the vertical mouse you really kind of have to like move your whole arm to move things around and in particular if you want to like pull backwards or pull down and uh you know in, in the instance of playing like a game with any kind of fast pace like oh i gotta pull the cursor down real quick or pull where i'm aiming down real quick like i just found that to be real clunky and like I, I don't know. I, I do need to give it more of a chance, but I'm I'm kind of like, I don't want to keep using this mouse. That's too small for my hand. Um, but long story short, it didn't matter which mouse I was using because I, I, I other than the fact that I was better using my traditional mouse uh, than using the vertical mouse playing Turgenev study. I was still loving every second of it. And I love, so basically the way this game works is like, you're kind of like you control this little like triangle <laughs> that just kind of moves around in like a Petri dish. And it's like, I talked about it before, like the game kind of has like an electroplankton visual style, almost more souped up in the sense that there's just a few more colors, I guess. Uh, There's a few different palettes you can pick from. But basically you control this triangle and you're moving around and you can like do these little like kind of like bullet bursts that kind of like a almost like in a like a bomb in a bullet hell game where you can kind of because it kind of does play like a bullet hell, this petri dish, like all these little organisms just start swarming you and there's all these different types. And then every 10 seconds you have this like. Uh, circle radius that just like grows around you and then it kind of like absorbs everything within that circle after the 10 seconds so it kind of grows for like the last second and then you suck everything in and then there's a few different like some of the enemy types like after you absorb enemies like that probe enemy will start like or I forget what all the names are but that one particular type will like start swarming in and like kind of heat seeking on you and then there's some that just heat seek at you at all times there's some that don't do any damage to you if you touch them that you just kind of bounce off them like pinball bumpers but they might bounce you into another enemy but after you collect enough of them you can then like assimilate with certain cells and the the reason I love like like I don't always love the kind of grindy nature of roguelikes like if they have that structure to them but because this is like almost takes place like you're like looking through a microscope and you're like trying to like do these experiments like it'll have three little challenges on the side that are like score a hundred points or uh, capture three of the probe uh, organisms or whatever, capture this. And then once you complete those, you'll like unlock a new enemy type or a new whatever. And then every time you assimilate or you kind of like capture one, like every creature has its own. So when you like assimilate with one of like the, I don't know if I'm using the term, right. I don't know if they use assimilate (laughs) or whatever, but when you kind of like absorb into like the ping pong, bumper enemies like they will make the actual like petri dish size grow or when you uh like the snake kind of plankton looking enemies when you touch and absorb them they'll make like your circle radius grow for what you can absorb and then there's like speed upgrades like every enemy that you absorb you're kind of like taking on their qualities if you will okay and then like as the game goes on like you can get like if you collect three of the same type, you get like a bonus a hundred points and it just kind of like keeps stacking up. And I keep like, I've played a decent amount of runs now and I'm still seeming to unlock new like gameplay modes and new, like still new enemy types. And it looks like like right now I can only get up to three of any one kind of organism or whatever. But I, on a little like gift that they have on like the page, there's five rows that you can get so clearly you can like upgrade that even further so i'm like man what is even like there's a lot going on in this game that clearly they could have just been like oh we made a game jam game and leave it there but i I just i'm so so happy to see like punk cake getting opportunities and i know they even uh, made an announcement like rolling into 2023 they're like hey i know we're a little bit behind on our monthly release schedule (laughs) but like you know, bear with us. And uh, per usual, everyone's like, hey, we just want to play cool games. Like yeah. Three, yeah. three bucks a month, four bucks a month. Monthly like Monthly games.
2: Turn it, whenever Quarterly. they come out. like, like Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: So- Sock Pop actually just actually changed theirs. They're like, we're keeping it monthly and they're giving out, like now that they have over a 100 games or a 100 oh on God. the dot, I think. They're like, now their monthly patrons get two of their old games every month. And then they're just like, you'll just get our new games when they come out. But yeah. we're not doing it Do on a really schedule. They're like, we want to make yes. bigger stuff. Yeah. That's more fleshed out. And I... I will talk more about spring blades in the future. I talked about it on a save it for the cast that like paper Mario inspired RPG from Hell them, yeah. which is that that was their hundredth release if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and their most recent one at the time of recording this anyways. But I'm like, if that's any small indication of like what's to come in terms of like just scope and like, you know, just what they're looking to do and like flesh out their ideas. Cause I have been playing some of their older games lately and been like, okay, this really cool idea, but it is just kind of almost like a tech demo with really cool graphics and music and stuff, but there's not a lot, you know, beyond that. But yeah, I, I really am just so hooked on the Tershanev study. I'm probably going to play after we sign off here tonight, too. I'm just nice. like really hooked on it. But to go back to the vertical mouse, though, Randall, what is your experience with it in terms of because like, like I said, I, I literally this is just me using it for one day and going, yeah, yeah I don't think it's for me. But also torn between like I the you know, I don't the clicking, like there's a lot of factors. So part of me is just like, I think I just need to find a bigger one that isn't made by Logitech that might have the whisper quiet <sighs> clicks or just use that one for and then on the off chance that I'm playing a game, you know, just use a regular
2: mouse. Yeah. You know, actually
0: using it for a stream.
2: I've got both of those mice uh because <laughs> so I bought the the, the, M- the, the MX the vertical. lift and the vertical. Yeah. I bought the uh, MX vertical um, for myself. Uh, just because I wanted ergonomic equipment, you know, I've also got a lot of like body ache issues and go to the chiropractor, medical massage, all that fun stuff. But, uh, so I got the MX vertical a couple of years ago and I love that. And to be honest, I've never noticed the clicking, but I'm also Mr. Arcade stick and stuff like that. So that's just,
1: yeah. And
0: and the feedback is nice. Like it's a really (laughs) nicely made mouse. It would just have like weird stuff. Like, you know how like usually a mouse, like when you open it up, it has like a little spot to tuck the USB dongle and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the MX Vertical didn't have that like it just like it was just loose. And then like, why do you need you could, to tuck you, it
2: if you're using it, Kevin?
0: That's true. I, I did think about that after the fact. I was like, I do just leave it plugged in like at all times. I never take it out. But then I was like, but it, it doesn't have it its then. own separate battery. Like I got to plug it in and charge it. So I got to keep the cable around. I, was, I don't know. There's a few little like
2: nitpicks about it. It's a built in battery and you're picking it apart for that. Kevin. <laughs> I like I that. I, that's I don't have to the waste mouse. one of my loops. That's, that's my primary (laughs) mouse, the MX vertical. And I've, like I said, in the last episode too, I've got larger hands. So that's, that one fits me better. I have, to be fair, I have not played games that much on that mouse, to be fair. It's mostly just like, you know, I'm cruising around spreadsheets and open up emails or whatever with it. So I'm not doing anything intensive with it necessarily. So you know take that with yeah. a grain of salt but I, I find it way more comfortable than a traditional mouse um i long time ago i had like a a microsoft ergonomic mouse which kind of like tilted your hand a little bit but not like a vertical mouse does right so yeah. um and then i also have the lift one because part of what i do for for my agency is i try out new equipment that could be the standard for it that we hand out for folks for ergonomic and so then i got okay. the lift one and i paired that with um with our i our old iMac. And I was like, Oh, okay. Give that a go. And it's, it's everything you said. It's, it's a little bit smaller, but it's still a really good vertical mouse and it is quieter for sure. Um, it's, and it, because I only have to use it in limited sessions, the smallness of it doesn't really bother me, um, as much, I would say. Yeah. I,
0: I was sitting there thinking like I could I could live with this because the mouse I'm using currently is kind of small. That's why I wanted a bigger mouse and just a more comfortable one in general. But yeah. I was just like, you know, I I could probably use this. But then I thought about like if it is my like one and only go to mouse, like it might be. I might have to go back to the bigger one, get the MX vertical and just live with the clicking and let, yeah, just like, okay, if I'm going to do a stream of the Terzhenev study, I'm going to use my little Jellycomb $12 uh, yeah. mouse that clicks silently, although it does misclick every
2: now and then. Oh. So that,
0: that's part of the reason I was wanting a new mouse too. I was like, this one... Like every now and then, it'll whiff, maybe, but maybe it's just a, a low battery or something. But in my,
2: how- in my experience, that's kind of the industry standard ergonomic equipment right now is that MX vertical. And you can download an app that lets you mess with sensitivity stuff and other settings, customizability okay. wise. And how long did it, would you say it took you to get used to using it? Um, not very long, but again, that's I've been using a non-standard, as far as everyone else was concerned, mouse yeah, for yeah. a long time before that. So to me, that was just like an upgrade from what I had already been using ergonomic-wise. Okay.
0: Yeah, you the know. size was spot on. like It just fit my hand like a glove, like Gary Payton style. Just like, okay, this is like <laughs> on... On the spot, like my my fingers were like perfectly lined up with the clicker, <laughs> yeah. you know, the clicking button. It was just perfect. So oh, that's and great. It, it is a nice looking mouse.
2: Yeah. Um. No, and, and I, I always like... use a lot of keyboard shortcuts and what I use with computers anyway. So like half the time, you know, um, I I limit my use of of mice in general. <laughs> so it's like.
0: Yeah, I I was just gonna say it was actually kind of nice though having the two buttons. I think both versions of the mouse have this, but like, I think they have like a kind of forward. I think you can customize what they do, but there's like a forward and back button, at least when you're online. So I was like, Oh, it's just, I hit it on accident. I was like, Oh, does that just go forward and back? Like, to your previous pages, I was like, oh, that's kind of convenient. Depending on what you're doing,
2: you know. And not to so, be a Logitech rep, but you can pair it with multiple devices and stuff too. But that's yeah, it had, I think
0: both can do three. No, yeah. Logitech is legit. <laughs> I they there. I remember even when we worked at Best Buy, we'd be like, hey, if you're gonna buy yeah. a third party controller, yeah. get a Logitech. Like, yeah, it's good. Stuff. Otherwise, get first party. But right. if you're not gonna get first party, then that's you the gotta get best. Logitech. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. But uh, yeah, why don't we kick it over to John uh, for some of what you've been playing uh, lately, which I'm excited you're going to talk about it, because I, I played a little bit of this a long time ago on Game Pass, and I don't think I ever talked about it, really.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask also, like, Randall, have you played any of
2: this at all? Uh, which which one? Bug Snacks. No, so I've downloaded it, and I've never got a chance to play it. Uh, it's always been one I've been interested in, but no, I've not had a chance to play it.
1: So it yeah. was a. What was it originally a version exclusive for? Was it Xbox or was it for PS5? Yes. It might have been placed. Playst- I think it was PlayStation
0: because I remember DJ telling us to play it or something, right. and then it like came to Game Pass. I was like, "Oh, nice, Bug Snacks." Yeah. here.
1: it was another one of those releases that I just was not aware was even like a possibility. I was like, "Oh, I know it's a version exclusive." Like, well, yeah, I'm putting that out of my mind. And then as soon as it was on Switch, I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm getting Bug Snacks now." <laughs> like, yeah, because it looked interesting to me, but I had a very different idea of what it was and i didn't do too much like digging into it like i kind of knew that there was more to it which if you don't know what bug snacks is it's a first person perspective like adventure puzzle game and like uh, that has been like I kind of knew that, and there's but bu- the titular bug snacks are bugs that look like snacks and like uh, <laughs> Pokemon really say their yeah. name wherever they are. So, my wife and I have been just saying bunger to each other over and over <laughs> again, and it's really entertaining. But uh, it's it's a really like cute game, but it also has like a lot of serious undertones to it. And it is way more narrative based than I thought. Yeah, like I was expecting
0: more of like kind of like a Pokemon or even like Slime Rancher. If yeah, you're Slime with Rancher game is exactly. what I
2: expected.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh man, this is like kind of like a first person like shooter puzzler. Like you were saying, like not like Portal per se, but like right. kind of like you know that kind of stuff
1: and like I thought it was going to primarily be and like a good portion of the game is like you know you see a bug snack in the wild and you're like okay well what I see that this bug snack is like uh actually I've only ever heard them referred to as plural so now I feel weird saying a singular, a singular <laughs> snack yes when you see bug snacks in the wild you see them <laughs> and you're like oh man like this one's on fire and I don't see anything that I can like launch it into that would make make it like the fire go out and I can't interact with it because all my tools are made of wood and like they get turned on fire. So like, how can I like figure out the interplay of the environment or bug snacks off each other? And it's really fun and satisfying, but like every once in a while, the environment will just like bug snacks will encounter each other. And like, you'll see the little timer go down over their name is like, I don't know what happened, but I need to catch this one because I didn't figure out that puzzle. But (laughs) like, it's, it's a really interactive and like interesting like sandbox game in terms of that where it's like each of the bug snacks have their own little routes that they go on and you scan them and it gives you little hints and tells you what they love and what they hate and there are like there's ranch, ketchup, peanut butter and hot sauce that you launch <laughs> at them and like certain ones like one and hate the other and it's it's just a really fun like, puzzle game on that. And then it also is, like, a really entertaining and engaging story. And besides that, like, that is the way that you advance into new areas is you take care of, like, either little fetch quests or, like, solve a, like altercation between, like, other characters. But, like, I was really expecting it to be a... You're on this deserted island full of bug snacks and you have to catch them. And it, it was way more of, like, you crash land on this island where there was a colony of people, like, looking at bug snacks and something went wrong and you Ooh. need to, like, put together... Like, that is a mystery Yeah, that there's, like, a little solving. bit of
0: mystery going on. I remember being like, oh, I wasn't expecting to be, like... I don't know sucked into this a little bit again I didn't play much beyond the first session because I just tend to do that with Game Pass stuff just mm-hmm. like, oh, like, let me check this out real quick but it, it almost Pass. has like a like point and click adventure yeah. style like to it I don't know but cool. like, the, to,
1: like the advanced version of that where it is a lot more yeah. like in like actually en- engaging in the environment as opposed to just clicking on something.
0: Yeah, and things get a little like physics y, or you just got to like experiment around. Like, what happens when like this bug snack reacts with this one? Because they all kind of like have like a a trait or like a qual. Like, you can kind of use them.
1: Some are aggressive and will attack you or other bug snacks. Some of them like love other bug snacks, so they'll always like follow them. Like, it's (laughs) it's like a really well done, like, small little puzzle game and like. Small is uh, doing it a disservice because like there's a it's a huge amount of physics like you were saying like of just yeah. colliding with each other in ways that are like different behaviors for different bug snacks but it's it's really enjoyable it's like a nice like fun low stakes puzzle game even though the story is serious and like interesting but like at the end of the day you are feeding grumpuses as they're called and they all look like muppets (laughs) but then you feed them bug snacks and they take on the traits of the bug snacks they eat and then like you have this thing where like they're talking about social anxiety or depression and it's like oh "Oh, man there is a little bit of uh (laughs) like whiplash going on here but yeah it's it's interesting i'm enjoying
2: it a
0: lot yeah, it seems like a fun game to like sit down and play with Lauren as well. Like yes. if you're like kind of playing it together, you can like sort of puzzle solve, like Although, backseat, you know, give some ideas.
1: She uh, hates that they eat the bug snacks because they're all cute, and she's like, they "No, really I agree cute. with the grumpus who says we don't eat bug snacks." Like,
0: <laughs> you can't not a good eat Bunger.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm. 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 It's funny that you had a similar experience to me, too. I was just like, yeah, this isn't at all what I was expecting. How does it run on Switch, by the way, in terms of... Because I guess my Xbox One isn't the most powerful thing, either.
1: There's a lot of load times. There's Those are pretty big and, like other than that which is surprising because it doesn't feel like necessarily robust in terms of like either the graphics or like there's a a, i think maybe it might be just have how it runs on switch how they got it to run on switch is that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like pop in of uh, elements and like yeah those load times but other than that like it it runs fine i mean it looks great like it's got that it has a uh aesthetic to it that like really lends itself to like just looking good like and it's a yeah, it's got a look. cool
0: yeah, it's got a really cool style, yeah, it's got, like you said earlier, like very much like a Muppet kind of sesame street vibe at times, oh so. yeah, but uh, but yeah, why don't we uh kick it over to Randall for uh I think you've been doing some
2: retro ish gaming? Retroish gaming, yes, but on the most <laughs> modern platform that I have, of course. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Why else would you buy an Xbox Series it's the X? The only way to do it. But to play a game from 1997. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So to to bring this back to the meta of this podcast in general, um, I, I'm like, oh, I want to talk about Battle Circuit. I'm like, did I talk did I talk about Battle Circuit before? I did talk about Battle Circuit be- before. I talked about it on episode six. In 2019. Oh, that's oh, why it doesn't God. sound familiar to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, John probably wasn't even on that one. I yeah. was not. No, I, I went Jeez. back and
2: listened to it, and yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, we sound <laughs> we <had> a little <laughs> low energy in that one. Actually,
0: Eons ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, Big okay. Time. This really... <laughs> even when I watch like some of our old YouTube videos, when I post something online, I'm going like, to grab a clip. I'm like, oh, man, am I like,
2: asleep when I stream
0: this? What the heck's going
2: on? <laughs> We've come a long way yeah Um, it's been a few years battle circuit hasn't though it's always been that good Um, (laughs) and that's why i'm talking about it again three years ish almost four years later um yeah battle circuit so this is a capcom developed arcade exclusive release um so capcom just recently i think last year 2022 maybe 21 i think 22 released the Capcom Arcade Stadium, which has a lot of their, from 1980 through 2000, I would say, um, arcade releases, Um, but there's notable stuff, there's like, obviously there's Street Fighter and 1941 and all that sort of stuff, but there's also, Giga Wing is is available on there too. Oh, nice. Um, is what which was a, a notable Dreamcast. I was going to uh, say that was port. Dreamcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's a really it was cool game. Arcade first. Um and Battle Circuit is another one of those kind of later release while arcades were still kind of sort of viable um and yeah, it's it's got amazing 32-bit Uh, sprite art because it's 1997 but unfortunately because the saturn was already a dying platform again i gotta mention the sega saturn but this is a game (laughs) that should have come out on the sega saturn but didn't because it wasn't a successful platform essentially um you know timing wise so it stayed in the arcade um and didn't see really didn't see the light of day as far as i was concerned until um it was like the capcom was it the capcom Beat Beat 'em 'em up collection collection? or something yeah Yeah. which came out on switch and other platforms back then in 2018 2019 whatever Um, i was gonna say because there were like two games on that right that never had come to north america before i believe yeah that's oh good memory i think you're right yeah i think there were a couple of those (laughs) i remember
0: there being something where i was like do i need to get this game or no i can pass on it but i was like i do kind of want to play those
2: yeah battle circuit in particular is just like Damn, this is a great beat em up. Like, it just it feels so good. It's just like refined beat em up mechanics because it's 1997. It's so late in the game for that genre. And like 32 bit art was still like a thing they decided to spend resources on to make, yeah. even though. 3D was had been industry standard and what everyone was pushing, and you know, platforms like PlayStation were saying, "No, you can't release any 2D games on our platform." You know, it was is in those heydays, but they still released this 32-bit, you know, sprite art thing to arcades, and I think maybe only in Japan for what that's worth. I I don't know how much of a U.S. release even it got, but gosh, it's it's awesome four player arcade beat-em-up. You pick up these coins that you can use as currency to, like, upgrade your moves. There's super weird characters. Like, there's, like an alien there's like a little girl riding a pink ostrich there's like a couple of generic playable playable characters oh yeah oh these are the playable characters (laughs) yeah so then there's like there's like a stretch armstrong guy who kind of looks like the noid like there's all kinds of like yeah so it's it's just really out there um kind of like a sort of kind of sci-fi but modern aesthetic backdrop um and doesn't take itself seriously at all but just it's Capcom. So there's just a level of polish and precision yeah. happening there. They've it had already created a bunch of games, obviously, but beat 'em ups ups Uh, you know, by that point, you know, Knights of the Round and other games like that, that Capcom had released. So they knew what they were doing in that regard, too. And, you know, to me, it was like, OK, I'm buying now the Capcom arcade stadium. And one of the main reasons you could buy these games piecemeal, but you could also buy them in packs. And I'm like, you know what? At Christmas time, just so happened to throw this Hori fighting stick Alpha f- that was an Xbox Series X arcade stick on my on my wish list. Didn't expect anyone to get it. It's it's not cheap, uh, yeah. but my brother in law shocked me as like a last minute Christmas gift, and that was like oh my god, nice. Like, so uh, yeah, so I, I had one of those, I'm like well shit, I, I yeah I'm gonna buy this now. This is this is a match made in heaven. So you know. And Tina and I played through Battle Circuit twice because I also had one of those Brook adapters that I talked about many moons ago Mm -hmm. on this podcast. So I could use the Switch Hori arcade stick uh, as well as this arcade stick, both on the Xbox at the same time. Um, so we both had arcade sticks to play this beat-em-up and it it, you know that's that's how you play through a beat-em-up two times in a in a few days span with different characters because why wouldn't you
0: that's uh (laughs) that sounds awesome and it's uh, I was so glad you got a co-op session in too because I was just playing uh for Christmas I got uh the physical copy of Streets of Rage 4 for uh Switch I like I was scrolling like my mom kept pestering me like what what else do you want like you didn't ask for anything I just asked for that mouse and I was like I'll find a couple games at least and I was like oh that's only like 25 bucks at the moment yeah. i was like i'll ask for this that's not Great doesn't seem deal. that bad it's got like the dlc and i had played it initially on game pass and yeah randall and i had we, when we talked about it on the podcast we had played through the whole game together i think in one sitting pretty much or maybe did we maybe we didn't beat it but we got through like 10 chapters i don't know we played a bunch of game uh, i
2: i would i would be surprised if we didn't beat it and i consider that game in some of the highest beat em up esteem. steam streets of rage it's awesome it. yeah it's Oohs. right it's right up
0: there with like turtles the, yes. the new turtles game just like we talked about and that's yes. why i was like i was like i know we beat turtles i was like did we beat streets of rage as well and i'm pretty sure we did because yeah, I, I remember we, we were like it
2: was an internet drop or something like yeah because you know.
0: i remember thinking like oh man there's four levels five levels six. like there was like there's 10 levels 12 mm-hmm. levels however many there were i was like this game is huge but I will say as as fun as I was like, I played through the first four or five stages the other day, uh, playing as Cherry with the guitar and everything, Yeah. Uh, who I think is who I was playing with uh, as when we played uh, yeah. together as well, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. But uh, yep. I, I, you know, as as much as I was loving it, I was like, man, playing solo is just not the same no. as playing a beat em up with two players. It's, it's not. just not the same as good as because, yeah, I played some Shredder's Revenge on my own as well. And it's like. Man, once we sunk up and played that together, it's was like, okay, this is a totally different game. It is. So much more fun. So I'm glad you got some Battle Circuit uh co-op in. Did you did you play any of the other games in the series or in that? collection
2: yeah i did i i did uh i I sunk my teeth more into gigawing which i really hadn't played much before because it's a very expensive dreamcast um disc even back when i was more actively collecting it was like oh that's one of the more pricey ones like uh and now it's yeah four times as much so of course i can't buy it now you know but it's it's a great shmup like a bullet hell shmup um again with a lot of like um collecting of currency i guess you would say like on the map and you know or on the screen or whatever and you know that was a lot of fun to play with an arcade stick of course you know yeah, shmups yeah. and arcade sticks go hand in hand too so oh yeah and jumped in and played a lot more of that than i expected to too it was just like ooh, this is i see why people like this um you know played a lot of that um there's a couple other games uh gosh i can't remember the name of there was another fighting game that was on there that was like a robot based and i can't remember the name of it offhand but it it also was late era like 90s capcom i was like oh jeez I was gonna say that might have been one of the one, the
0: other one that like didn't get imported or whatever yeah. that I was thinking of, but I'm I could, I could be me. mixing it up, but I I sort of remember there being like a Mac or robot thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like I I kind of like perused through because I just bought a couple of the packs because they were also on sale, and I'm like I want Battle Circuit anyway, and I've got this stick now, so why not? Um, and those are just like digital downloads, the yep. packs of games. Okay. Yep. But yeah, they got like. Um, you know, the they've even released newer packs that have like Puzzle Fighter on them, and some of okay. the you know um, other fighting games that they've got as well. So there's there's lots of good stuff on there. Uh, Street Fighter Alpha, Vampire Savior, the Dark Stalker stuff, all kinds of fun stuff. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Nice. How many games usually come in the packs? Like five ish? Yeah, each? I think it's more than that. It's like ten. I think it's at least I okay. think it's like ten per yeah. So it is a decent amount. I'm yeah. looking to see what that one was, and I'm like, God dang, what was that called? Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: playing on those arcade sticks has got to feel good, especially getting like the I don't know, just the couch co op. Like I don't know, just it seems like that would be an awesome experience.
2: It was. It was it was sweet. And yeah, easily justified just with that. Let alone any of the other modern fighting games I could get into. Cyberbots—that was the name of that fighting game. Cyberbots, okay. just nice. a really weird, uh, very very cool sprite art-based robot, almost like uh, what was the what was the silly like '90s uh, thing where people were making their own little um, robots that fought each other in the little arena. Battlebots. Uh, t- That's it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that, but like a 2D fighting game uh, where, like, you know, the robot's arms and pieces could break off as you were fighting. I'm like, oh, there's, there's something okay. to this. They, nice. That's cool, production yeah. production values here. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Heck I, yeah. I got to ask because
1: you glossed over it so quick. You got to <laughs> explain some of the move set of the girl on the ostrich.
2: Like, what are... <laughs>
1: what are some of those attacks there's got to be a good neck
2: attack oh yeah lots lots of lots of um, lots of pecking lots of running <laughs> uh happening there yeah she's super cute um on top of her pink ostrich i think you can even have like different colors and stuff too and and nice. i love it too because you could buy like there's like five or six moves like in between levels that you can upgrade to by collecting this currency in game and you know the the enemies will drop the currency but you can also grab these like briefcases and stuff but they don't stay forever you have to kind of run over to them you know and and grab them yeah. really quick in between you know as the beautiful
1: joe thing yeah like i could never do because i'm not good enough yeah <laughs> that yes. Games, though, those games are impossible
2: oh uh, yeah beautiful joe is like a whole separate level of great pain, games but, but also impossible. capcom all the same yeah yep. so there you yeah. go yeah yeah so there you go. But that's
0: cool, though, because, yeah, like sometimes like playing some of those older beat em ups like it is just kind of like a, that's part of why I wanted to get like the Shredder's Revenge and Streets of Rage 4 is like, oh, I kind of want to have these more modern, like as much as I love the classics, like, yeah, I like this like progression and just like it feels like a little more it doesn't feel as much like I'm just slogging through the levels, even even on the great ones, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I i, I don't know. I love beat em ups. I'm glad that you kind of keep me on that track because they're, they're a genre that I kind of probably wouldn't think of all that often but if i'm like oh there's online multiplayer or oh this is i i there's even a slim chance i might play a couch co-op with somebody like oh yeah i might as well get this one
2: yeah and if if you want one that's a little off the beaten path but still made very well it's 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 this one's a really good candidate there you know yeah it's good yeah that ostrich can do all kinds of like aerial attacks and spinning attacks it's fun yeah it's Hmm. good stuff (laughs)
0: <laughs> nice. And I will say just briefly, too, that Streets of Rage 4 soundtrack holds up pretty oh, dang well. Man. It's awesome. so good. It's so great. Good. I don't think it's quite up to the heights of two and three. And I think we might have said that. Yeah. When we Talked about it before. But, man, I th- that soundtrack is so good. Like it's right in that same ballpark with which is really saying something. Yeah. Those are some mean, those of the best soundtracks of, the best. of those
2: eras, like yeah, of the 16 just, bit era. Those are yeah, some not of the just
0: on Genesis. Like, oh, you know, no, just some of the best soundtracks ever made. Yeah. So it's got that same like. Same energy. They really were able to capture that again with new tunes, which is really cool.
2: One hundred percent
0: agreed. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I think we can uh, wrap it up there this week for the uh, video games chit chat. We got John. At least on my screen is all digitally distorted here, so oh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> better Uh-oh. we better sign off before we lose our internet <laughs> connection. So, <Yep. laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think we can wrap things up there for this week. And as always, you can find us on the internet at uh, pursuingpixels and. At the risk of rambling, I'll just leave it there. And, uh, yeah, you can catch us next week. And uh, take care until then.
1: And take care. <laughs> take care. <laughs>
2: Bye-bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, brother. Perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like in my head. I'm like, oh, it's about, it's about midnight. So I should try to clap on the quiet side. <laughs>
1: it's fair. Take a clap on the quiet side oh,
2: oh man. Stuck talk
0: that. about a song that's like not bad but just gets super annoying if you hear it enough
1: oh yeah <laughs> it's one of those songs that people would always put on at like the bar or like a jukebox and just like oh my god I've and also for this one also on like those that songs that have unfortunate lyrics that just yes. do <laughs> not age well uh-oh. at all yes uh-oh yes. anyway